guys, you're listening to Butterfly Road, where we talk everything sport and mental health. I'm Jenny McGowan, joined by Carrie Ricardo, and it's time to get mentally naked. So last night, I watched Soul on Disney+. Plus. Have you ever heard of it? I have. I haven't seen it, but it looks incredible. I didn't know what it was about. All I knew was that people said it was good, and then a friend of mine was like, do you want to watch? And I was like, yeah. And she (laughs) she watched it at the same time as me. We literally said, play, and then just like hung up our FaceTime, and we watched together. But it was so good. I had no idea what it was about. I was like, what am I getting myself into? And then I was glued to the screen. It was really (laughs) cute. Okay, one more thing to share. Okay. And then it's all about you. Okay. Have you heard the new Justin Bieber song? What's it called? It's called Anyone? Nah. Okay, so I'm not like really currently sick with Bieber fever at the moment, but I then found out he released a new song last week in 2021 and it's called anyone but i didn't know i like heard about it and then i was like oh wait i and then i realized this was a new song that i should listen to because he covered up all of his tattoos for the music video did you see all this on instagram and stuff yeah i i saw that yeah so i was like oh what is this about oh so this is a new song so i watched the music video which was like pretty intriguing dig him without the tattoos and with but the song is so good like it's so i have bieber fever now i think you do too yeah and i i get like this like he'll when he released um boyfriend back way back when i had serious bieber fever Uh, so were you like an og yes like you smile i smile one less lonely girl did you have a shirt with his face on it ever no but my roommate does but i i like him i like him a lot um But I, I don't, like, I'm not, like, obsessed with him, but when he releases songs, I'm just like, oh, my God, he did it again. It's <laughs> so good. That's and it's not, like, yummy, Drake. yummy, yummy. Like, it's not, like, that crap. Like, it's yeah. it's him, like, showcasing his vocal cords. You have to listen to it and okay, text me I'll as listen. soon as it's over. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's all I have for you. Those are my two. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have much either. I do have a trip planned. For tomorrow by myself. It's a big girl trip. I'm taking a train to this one place. I have it all in my documents, but it's Swedish, so I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> and then I'm taking a bus from that place, like a two-hour bus. And then I'm taking a ferry for like an hour and a half. But there's tons of islands more east. I can see like the Baltic Sea better. So yeah, I'm doing that. And I'm just going to walk Hello. around the island a little bit. So I'm excited. Alone? Yeah, alone. Have you ever seen the movie Taken? Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you could have just said, do you know that it's dangerous out in the world? Like, you don't have to reference to a movie. I understand, but it's fine, and I have everything planned. It's it's another... I'm joking. Plan. That sounds fun. That's going to be fun. Also, I Sweden. like doing stuff like that. That's Sweden's scary. I know you... No, can. it's not scary. You're not going to get taken by those people. It's scary because it's like... All these traveling and making the ticket and the bus and the ferry and like it's not in English. That's hard. That's Everyone it's cool. Here. 
Oh, so you can just ask yeah. for help. So it'll be fine. Yeah, other than that, kind of laying low. This week wasn't too busy, just normal work stuff. Um, but you know when you like go down a rabbit hole? Well, you don't really go on TikTok. But I go down so many rabbit holes on that app. One I do them, that on YouTube. Yeah, like obviously a makeup rabbit hole, a lot of rabbit holes to do with dogs. And then another one I was doing was like people who know how to do hair really well. And it got me thinking, people who know how to French braid their hair, I consider them elite. Like there's a group of people that I consider elite. If you know how to French braid your hair, that's like, how? That's amazing. But did I not share with you last Saturday... I YouTubed how to French braid my hair because I can do one braid because I, I taught myself. I learned from watching my oh, friends, yeah, but did. I can't do two. So I was YouTubing and they didn't come out great, but they, they were okay. They were cute. But then yeah. I um, saw someone yesterday with French braids and I was like, you have really good like French braiding. T-. She's like, yeah, I don't know how I just did it. And I'm like, oh, you're, <laughs> you're one of those. You just did yeah. it. Like, I'm like, oh, those people are so annoying. Um, but yeah, anyways, it got me thinking of other types of people or people with skills who I also consider elite. So I made a list and these are people that I'm just kind of amazed by. Um, There's a lot of them. So I'm going to go through it right now. So people with pretty fingers and fingernails and same with their toes. (laughs) Like that's when you notice someone's fingers and you're like, wow, her hands are really pretty. I get so jealous probably because I don't have the pretty. I was going to say, I feel like this is like an insecurity Well, yeah. Well, these are all things that I would like for me to have, but I just don't, which is I want to hear the rest. I don't really really care. Um, People who can snowboard. I've always thought snowboarders are so cool. I've never tried, but I agree. People who like martinis, who who just order a martini at dinner instead of just like wine. Have you ever had a martini? Mm -hmm. It's just like straight vodka and a little bit of vermouth and then olive juice. Yeah, one of my best friends gets martinis all the time. Oh it's like God. her drink. And I'm like, Mm-mm. that's insane. I cannot, I, it sounds cool. I wish I could like martinis, but no, I like my I'm, vodka in small quantities. I want to hear the but rest like, of this I list. Never. I'm going, I'm trying. Do you have singing? People who work, oh yeah, let me get to it. People who prefer working out at like 5 a.m. You know, there's like a select group of people who just will wake up and do that including you but people who don't even have to do it for their job i don't have to do it early so i guess you're so i am elite i am elite yes i do consider you elite um people who love extremely spicy food and eat it like it's nothing yeah you can do that no 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 i can't do that i'll always say like (laughs) i think chipotle is spicy sometimes (laughs) and some people just they like to make it really spicy. And I'm like, I don't, your taste buds are so different from mine. Yeah, it's crazy. no, I'm not one of those people. People who can dance. No, not you. People who can <laughs> hip hop dance. I've seen your dancing. That's not elite. <laughs> um, hip hop wow. dancers, so cool. That's another rabbit hole I go down on TikTok. People who can twerk. Please, you know, come on. You know how to twerk. Yes, you no, know you I know don't. how. Yes, I do. But like legit twerk. You know what I mean? Like legit twerk. Yes, I can twerk. On so the wall. Have you seen the spider? <laughs> you didn't You didn't know. I've seen it, not from you. <laughs> the spider. I brought the spider to Notre Dame. I was literally, before you got there, people. Do yes, not. Yes, that. people literally would, would be, I would be like the spider girl. That because it wasn't a thing and like on the wall. Yes, and it wasn't like twerking in 2012. Like twerking wasn't a thing yet. 
It really wasn't. And, like, I would go to parties and spider. Like, it was called spider before it was even called twerking. And then people were like, oh, my God, like, you spider. So you're, you're telling the girl me you went to... You went to college parties and you twerked on the wall at these parties? Well, it wasn't called twerking yet because it wasn't in... Like, twerking wasn't a term. It was called spider at the time. But you I, just did I that. I spidered in like, high school. Like, you just school. did that at parties. Oh, yes. Did you not know this? No. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> After this, I'm going to have... I'm going to have to pull up some old videos and pics. Yeah, just oh, send it to me. so funny. Um, okay, going down the list. People who know how to like do their makeup extremely well who like actually just know stop <laughs> pointing at yourself after every single one of these things like extremely well I can't I'm not I'm not one of them but I, I do mean, practice I do it good enough for myself yeah. but yeah I don't how know do anything know to do with foundation or I don't know that stuff me either um so yeah uh people who are extremely good with directions I'm terrible with directions. not me like Terrible. People who drink tea daily, who that's like, they like drinking tea. <laughs> I, I like, like drinking tea. I'm just too lazy to make it. I know, but the, it's like they've incorporated it into, into their, their routine. routine. Yeah. I respect those people. People with amazing handwriting, not me. I have pretty good handwriting. And then last one I have on here is people with any type of sitting desk job who like to stand while working, if they have the choice. I You will never catch me standing while working. No. Nope. In general, Wait. I really don't like standing. Wait, you didn't write singing or artist on there? I did. I said dance. Didn't I say sing? I mean, no. people who can sing, obviously, it's incredible. Yeah, and like draw and do art and stuff. Oh, yeah. These are only like what I thought about in 10 minutes. So I'm sure there's a lot more. People are really talented, man. Yeah. Well, my talent is the twerk. I don't think you are understanding the type of twerk I'm referencing to. I don't like think yours. you are understanding what I can <laughs> do here. Okay. I, I, got, I, I got a little more tame by the time you got to school. <laughs> so you can only imagine what I was like. Crazy? Yeah. Did you know that? Episode I did. 10? I literally wrote oh, episode yeah. 10 on the top, of, <laughs> the top yeah. of my paper. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but let me tell you, it's been a lot in a yeah. good way. Yeah. But I feel like we've been doing this for a year. When it did d- we start? September-ish, October-ish. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been yeah. a couple months. Just crazy. Yeah, it is. So it's episode 10. We are excited to continue our chat from last episode we were kind of like started babbling about it at the end and then realized it deserves its own episode we were talking about separating your sport slash work life from your home life and how difficult that is and so we were each planning on sharing our own experiences and tips and struggles with that i definitely used to struggle with that really bad like very bad but do you want to open the floor and tell me, did you struggle with this? Like, were you able, in college or, or high school, were you able to leave it on the field after you were done? If Absolutely you had a bad- not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I struggled so hard with this. And it, it's because of my performance anxiety. Yeah. Like, it made me fixate on 
soccer and my mistakes and future games that I was nervous for and blah, blah, blah. So it was, it was hard for me in that way. Um, and it was tiring because it was just like mentally so exhausting to constantly be worrying. Like it knocks you out on top of all the other stuff you have to do for college. Um, do you think it got better in college? Like, were you able to separate like, okay, the game's over. We didn't win and I didn't play good, but I'm going to go have fun. Or were you just no. like, no, I'm telling yeah, you, I, I was bad either. at this. I'm not the best person. I think you were a lot better than me in college, probably at doing it. Oh, well, boy, different, do I have stories for way. you then? Because well, I in wasn't. a different way, I guess like yours. I don't want to speak to yours. What mine was, was like, it was unhealthy, like fixation. It was unhealthy worry and seeing the worst case scenario in my mind for the next game or practice thinking constantly, well, what do they think about how I played? What does he think? What does she think? All the time. And the only real break from that was school. And then, I don't know, going out. Yeah. Like what else? There's not, I don't have time for hobbies in college. Like no one does. Well, I guess so then the the difference for me was I wasn't worried more about like what other people thought about how I played it. And I wasn't worried about like the next game per se. Like I was just like, whatever, I'll crush it next time. But I was almost like, okay, you didn't play good today. And I would like punish myself and then not go out or like not see my friends. And I would just like go in my room and sulk basically and be like, okay, like you're in timeout. And I didn't realize what I was doing at the time. But now I I look back and I'm like, you were kind of like punishing yourself to the point where you weren't enjoying some of the days where you didn't win or you weren't successful on the field. I mean, it was, it's different now. It's complete. I've completely shifted and I'm excited to talk about changes I've made that have allowed me to do that. But there were times in college where like, yeah, if if our game didn't go our way and people were doing something fun, I most likely was like, no, thanks. And we'll just like sit and stare at the wall. And like, why did I do that? Did it show how much I cared that I was just like, okay, well, I'm not going to go out now. Like, I don't know. It was, it was very odd. Did it come from a place where you were putting the responsibility on yourself for a loss or a bad like overall team performance? I think senior year more so. I I would take it basically like I'm responsible for this like often versus like earlier on sophomore year and junior year. I didn't feel as responsible, but it still like hit me hard, which I had no life perspective at that point. All I wanted to do was win. And I, if I didn't, I wasn't, I was like putting my worth and my success on the field. And it was just like an absolute mess. I I wrote down (laughs) my old mentality. I wrote some description words, crazy, pressure filled, lunatic, um, often finding things to complain about, losing confidence, having my days be ruined if I played bad, comparing my performance to others. Those were all things to describe my old me. And mentality and not being able to like leave it on the field. And now I would say I'm very like carefree. I just focus on growth and smiling. Like very simple. So what what changed then? Like how were you able to change your perspective on your career now? Well, there's so many things I wrote down and this is actually really interesting. I don't know. I feel like you might have remembered this that I did this like study back in April during when COVID first hit where basically I was doing a Zoom talk for 
a group of people and I was like, okay, what am I going to talk about? And I was, the theme was basically just like mental habits, like good mental habits. And there was no like prompt. So it was just me. I had a blank canvas of what I could talk about. So I was like, I texted a bunch of my soccer playing friends and they were in the NWSL, the MLS, the USL, US national team, like a bunch of different people across the board. And I basically asked them about their mentality in their sport. And if their poor performances and practices and games affected their life outside of soccer. And it was so interesting. I wrote down some of the quotes, some of my favorite ones. I was going through it last night, but I also asked them like if there's anything they've changed or done to help them as well. Cause I wanted, cause I obviously clearly, as I mentioned, my, my mentality has changed and I've done things to make it change. And I think you have too. And I'm excited to ask you about it as well, because I think it's changed for you in your work life. Um, but these people also made adjustments. And so it's I'm going to read some of what they said. And I feel like some of this will be relatable to somebody. Um, I allowed the game to be the foundation of my life. If I suck at training and miss the goals I set, I have to reset. I go somewhere where I can look around and put my sports problems into perspective. Once I start a new week of practice, I reset and refocus I know I have all these other parts of my life that make me happy and fill my time. It's not about soccer 100% of the time. If I don't have an outlet, what's bothering me will fester. It's natural every once in a while, but I get out of the funk by resetting and doing simple tasks. Soccer is now not the only thing that fulfills me or that I depend on to fulfill me. If I have nothing else to do that I'm passionate about, then my mind thinks about my mistakes. Having fun is so much more important to me than a bad practice. Control what I can control and do everything in my power to win, but recognize that soccer is just a game and winning isn't everything, so I'll do my best to not let my disappointments compromise my happiness. Every day is about being the best version of myself. Focus and only give energy to the controllable. So I thought those were, like, really cool. Those are amazing. Yeah. Not caring as much doesn't mean you don't care that much. Carefree versus yeah. careless. Yeah. Yeah. Such a better that's, way. Well, of that's one it. of the that's one of the um, changes I made, and this was later on in college. I started to reshift my my personal mindset. Can I be carefree? Basically, like not give a shit about anything, but then also balance that with being incredibly competitive. And it's really mm-hmm. hard to do. And you have to kind of like it's a balance. You have to train yourself to get angry on the field, be competitive, compete, like light that fire within you. But then like, once you leave, you can't dwell on it for more than like 10 minutes. Once you get home, it's like, you got to have other things. You got to be able to put it into perspective. You have to have other passions or hobbies or plans to look forward to because what's the, like, why, why punish myself? Like I used to back in college. And I think all these people that I interviewed feel the same way. And I thought it was so interesting that they basically said the same thing as me it just in like different terms yeah there was no, very all, all the sounded, themes are common yeah the word reset over mm-hmm. and over again and understanding that other people take breaks and they get overwhelmed too and they don't want to be go 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 all the time like not I mean yeah you're gonna have your select few people who are kind of like hardos and I mean it's okay to do that if it's working for them in their life but you don't have to be like that you can still be good at your sport. You can still do well and work on yourself and work on improving while also putting your energy into other things in life and your emotional energy into those things. So I think that's a really good reminder. It's so interesting because think about like we 
devoted everything to soccer to like get to college and play like everything it consumed us it was who we were and I'm sure we both almost made the mistake of like putting our self-worth and value into our performance and I think everyone does that and I think people do that in their work life too which we'll get to Mm-hmm. And when you start to like talk about how it's shifted for you for work, but like we put this pressure to be successful on ourselves and it takes over our lives and we care so much. So then how do you just all of a sudden say, boom, I'm going to snap my fingers and just like stop caring. Like how it's so yeah, hard, it's especially hard. when it's your, and this goes, we say we're talking about sports here, but this goes for anyone that is in school, high school, if you're, that's what you're like over caring about or your job, like just substitute the word. But yeah, it's, it's interchangeable. It's anything. It's, you devote everything you have to something. And so you don't want to fall short. So you put your worth in your success and your failure in that, but it's, you have to like constantly remind, you have to work at it. You have to constantly remind yourself that you gotta like zoom out of the picture frame and be like, no, no, big picture. Like who cares? I know. But then at the same time, you also do have to work hard, do your best, and care, while yeah, also saying, so who hard. cares? Yeah. It's, it's so hard. It's and so hard. I just thought of something else. The coaches, you know, they're going to be passionate. That's If that's their coaching style, they're going to care a lot because it's their job. And it's what they, ultimately, our success helps them keep their job. So they're going to be extremely competitive. And it seems like it's all they care about. So then you kind of go to practice and you're like, oh, my God, like they are so passionate about this. But it makes it seem like the biggest deal in the world. And if you do have like performance anxiety, you start fixating and it's like this spiral, like I've said. So I think understanding that it's their job, like, of course, they're going to be super serious about it. But I I think coaches, I think it's so important for them to incorporate some type of like stress release and also just tell their players like, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay to do other stuff. Like, I don't, you don't have to care about this so much. I agree. No, I totally agree with what you're saying. This is like kind of embarrassing to admit, but I think I'm one of those hardos that you just like mentioned before, but I'm not a hardo like mentally anymore as bad as I used to be. But I think I work as hard as I can. Like I, when I'm out there, I grind, but then when I leave, I'm just like, okay, like whatever, like you can still be a hardo and care an immense amount in whatever you're doing, your job or your sport or your grades or whatever. And then once it's over, it's over. But I, I did want to ask you how does this change if you have like legitimate performance anxiety? Cause I remember originally interviewing you for this study that I did. And then mm-hmm. I ended up not doing it because I think it's a different animal. If you so have actual performance, like me, my friends that I asked, like it was just general, general yeah. mental training habits for like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, those like, and I'm, it's not to say that people don't struggle. Like if you don't have performance anxiety, you don't struggle with this. Like, yeah, people who don't have performance anxiety will have their own ways of overcoming these challenges. It's just a different type of animal, like you said. And it's, uh, it's so hard. I always get like this when I have to talk about it, because it's so hard to explain to people who don't have it. But basically like soccer and I've said this over and over again but it was the end-all be-all and even though I had other things that I did if I didn't if I wasn't doing well in soccer I did not think I was succeeding in life 
Like, yeah. and this was from a very young age and it wasn't even just soccer. I already mentioned it was tennis too. Um, when you I think your identity was in as an 100% athlete, that was the only thing the you were identified as you forgot that you were like much. a daughter, a sister, a friend, a student. Pretty like, much. Yeah. And I can't, I don't want to blame, I'm not blaming this on anyone else because it was my own like thing to deal with. But also when you're growing up and you are pretty good at a sport, all of your friends, all your relatives, they're always asking you about it as they like, which is fine, but it kind of makes you feel like, yeah, I'm considered this person. Everyone knows me as this person. And now I feel like I have all this expectation to do well. Like if I don't, they're going to be like, wow, like I really thought she was going to do a lot better in college. Like, those are just a couple of the thousands of thoughts running through my mind all the time. And same with, I think it impacted me socially. Like I used to see my like social status parallel with how I played. It, it was awful. It basically determined my worth or I right, thought right. that was my worth. was. And I do think people like struggle. Like if you don't play a lot, you, if you struggle with this, it's awful. It's awful because you're like, I'm a failure right now. Me telling you, oh, Jenny, just hit the reset button. You wouldn't have been able to do that versus if I told my little friend Lucy on my team to hit the reset button. So how do we like, how did you? It's a, it's, it's therapy. It was therapy for me. Luckily I could afford it and I found a really good guy. But it's something you can work, work out. It it's, is. It's possible if you to... go to a therapist, it like helped kind of, but at the same time, it was still there. It was still there. So I honestly, I kind of just got through it. It was like a slow marathon, torturous thing. And I do want to say, like, once again, I had no idea that this yeah. was something you can't see in someone. You I can't. had no idea. You would come to the field, turn up, grind, do your thing, smile, laugh, and leave, and we would go have dinner. At, in the dining hall, and I never knew. I, <laughs> so I just want to like remind everyone, like, you yeah, don't know because you, you can't know. see it. So yeah. no one knew. And, like, we've said this before, but I'm sure there's other people on the team that had this too. I just oh, yeah. I had no idea either. Yeah, I would get so nervous. Like, every practice, I would be so nervous. Yeah. Isn't that, I, like, I don't know if you got no, nervous I, I for didn't. practices. No, I didn't. <laughs> but but I don't know. Like You probably didn't know how much I would go in the hotel room after a loss no. and feel this weight on me like it was all me. When My yeah. senior year when we lost, I cried on the field. Tears of relief because of all of I that remember. weight. And you, oh, yeah, I you remember do remember that. remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, like, wow. I... This was a lot to handle, and I just and I wasn't coping with it properly at the time. But like, no one knows. Like you, you you look at me, and you're like, oh, she's the leader, the captain, the one that does whatever, and no one knows what I'm feeling internally or what you're feeling. I looked at you, and I was like, she has like she was the best player or one of the best players in that game. Like she has nothing to worry about if like I played poorly in a game. It wasn't. I think you had a different type of responsibility that you and pressure that you put on yourself but from my perspective like I was like she there's literally nothing she should be worried about because she was one of the best people on the field in that game right. and I so, always say yeah. with people who and running like if you're a good runner I'm like I would never get nervous for anything and there it goes to show you like it's all it's centered around performance for me it's like if I was super good at running and I knew it was going to, and but then I talked to like these runners on our team who were amazing and they're like, yeah, I still just don't like it because it, it like sucks. 
the running sucks. But for me, it wasn't like I was nervous to run, like the actual, actually do the conditioning. I was nervous to come in last or like nervous to not do well. So that's what might be like a difference. Yeah. Like everyone has different, even though the themes are the same, like we put our identity and our self-worth into like how the game went. We were struggling with different things in the sport. If that makes sense. Like completely yeah. different things, but and like, it depends on your role on the team too. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, or your goals or whatever. But yeah, like I feel like the general like putting your self worth into something you've devoted your whole life to, and then some days you have a bad day. It's like, are you able to just like walk away and be like, okay, I left the field or I left the classroom, I left the desk, and I'm I'm going home to do something else. But I feel like you now you've shifted. You're able to separate them more. I am. Do you think that is? I think complex. It I know has something to do with why I got performance anxiety in the first place. I don't know why. I don't know if I was born with it. I don't know if it was like a single event, but it was always about sports. And now I don't play a sport. And when my like therapist or psychiatrist was trying to figure out the origin he'd always ask me about like my childhood trying to figure out because he was like there's definitely an underlying like something happened Mm -hmm. maybe you don't remember it but it had something to do with a competition you were in and then from that point on yada yada but um I would always tell him when I think about like the business world and doing a regular job and being done with soccer it makes me so happy like Mm -hmm. I would dream about that and right when my senior season ended it all kind of went away. Obviously, I still have some form of anxiety over things, but it is not nearly as bad as what I experienced before. Like, not even close. So it's, the fact that it wasn't a sport now that you're doing helps, but is, there's not, is there any, like, suggestions or anything you adjusted in your oh, life with, that you could be oh, like... Oh, like how it... Well, and with my job, I love my job. I think that helps. I really yeah. like my job. I think now that I've been in the workforce for two and a half years, in the beginning, I was way more serious, not serious, but I did get super nervous about it just because I wanted to do well. And it it was like a big step after college, like joining the workforce, it's a huge step. So I thought it was really serious and I probably worked hours that I could have been like, hey, you know what, I'm just going to close my laptop and take this up tomorrow. But Mm -hmm. I did it because I'm like, no, I I need to do it now. But now that I'm like two and a half years in, it's not even a long time, but I'm like, I'm going to be working for the rest of my life. I think it's different. Like, yes, you're on a team, but you all have your different lives and everyone goes home to their families who are doing different things. Like you don't see them in that, that aspect knowing that there's an actual it's just nine to five and then you can do whatever the hell you want outside of those hours but with sports it was like a 24 7 type of thing mm-hmm. what you're eating how many hours you're sleeping the recovery you're doing it's just right. grade wise in college keeping up the grades going to study hall it was just a whole it consumed me I also think this pandemic has allowed me to be really grateful because I mean, people are worried about their jobs. Like, right. let's just be honest. Like, I was worried about my job, as everyone in the country was, in the world. And so the fact that I still have one, I'm like, okay, like, I'm just grateful I have a job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to, like, work really well. But I think what about besides... Day, what about days when you, it's like 6 o'clock and you're feeling a little stressed because you can't meet a deadline? And how do you say, okay, I'm going to 
I'm going to shut my brain off and pick this up tomorrow and I'm going to go, do you have things you look forward to or a special meal at night or like plans that you have that help you take your mind away? And when you do these things, are you really able to shut off your mind and like yes. separate those? So yes. what are you like? And I've, you- I've written down a couple notes Um, but the overall theme of it all is just like, I like to throw myself into things. I am like seriously thinking about when I get home from Sweden, I'm seriously thinking about doing this like 67 day challenge. Did I tell you about this? I might've mentioned it, but basically it takes 67 days for a habit to be formed. And I saw that randomly on Twitter or something. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm not normally a morning person. I do everything at night. My sleeping, my sleeping habits are terrible, like absolutely terrible. I'm not going to go into it, but like I need to fix it. So I'm seriously going to try for 67 days to like work out in the mornings, eat right, get your stuff done, like no more procrastinating. And, you know, it's the perfect time to do it because it's, we're still in quarantine. We're still in lockdown. So I'm really going to try that. But long story short, challenges in general, like, I don't know, food, eating challenges, workout challenges, that helps me because it like helps me be competitive in a different area than like work, I Mm -hmm. guess, puts my energy into something else. Um, Distractions. So I've already mentioned before, but um, working at Paws, like I really like dogs. So working and helping out at Paws, fostering an animal. I'm thinking about doing it again, but don't tell Bobby. Um, He'd kill me. And then lastly, one of my favorites is I love like having a planner and writing down everything so I can like see my weeks. I'll put all of like my social stuff in there. So like dinner out with my friends, like we, my roommates and I will plan like a roommate dinner once a month or once every two weeks or something. So I'll do it. And I have a specific color for it. I do it in pink because like pink is like happy and stuff. So I'll put it in pink in my planner. In addition to that, just you know, like a party's going to happen on the weekend. I'll put that like, that sounds so lame, but it just helps me like look forward to things and take my mind off of work and the stress with that. And then another thing that I put in my planner is soccer games. So like, I still like watching soccer. I'm sure you do too. So all obviously the premier league's going on champions league, um, even like big, well, hockey games now, but if there's, I don't know, like football games or just sports games I just like it makes me get excited because it makes me feel like it's an event and makes me feel connected when I watch something like that's a big event because everyone I know everyone else is watching so anyways I'll put like games like all of Bobby's games I'll put it in my planner so it gives me something excited to like look forward to um especially like Champions League games those are my favorite yeah I don't know I think distraction no, good it yeah like little be... things to look forward to in life yeah. so you're not just like Living the repetitive, mundane... Shows, too. Like, Bachelor, obviously. I put it in my planner. And so when I look at my planner, it's not, like, Monday to Friday work, but it's all these little things besides work that I can look forward to. I also put when I have, like, no work days, like the holidays and stuff, Mm -hmm. and I'll make it... I'll, like, doodle. I love doodling in my planner. I'm, like, obsessed with my planner. I have a planner, too. Um, it's funny that you t- just mentioned The Bachelor. There was one time a couple years ago, it was a Monday, and my team was running fitness, and we were dying on the field. And it was we were suffering, and it sucked. And I remember yelling, it's all right. We'll finish this, and The Bachelor's on tonight. And like it, But it's so true. Like We were just like, okay, grind, get through. No matter what happens, however this fitness test goes, 
who cares? Because we're going to go home, have our little Bachelor fun, like, little party. And exactly. I wasn't going to not watch The Bachelor if I didn't do yeah. well. You know or what I mean? determine, like, your mood. Yeah. I was like, regardless, I'm going to be pumped for The Bachelor, as I should be. And Yeah. Yeah, I, I I live like that now. Um, I forgot to mention this. This is so embarrassing. When you you didn't know like how much pressure I'd put on myself or how much my self worth was in my practice or my performance. There was one off season where I just was like weighed down with pressure, and my my self worth was so in how I was performing I was working on a lot of technical drills to try to like really improve technique over the off season and there was multiple days where my cleats would end up in the trash can literally was like I'm quitting threw my cleats out did you know this are you serious yeah I swear why would I make this like up? After How would game? I come up? No no after, after no no this is off season so it was after like I would try to do this specific juggling routine that I had it would be like this many and then this many and then both feet and then heading and like I would try to like do all the long balls and like all this stuff and be perfect I was like I can't leave unless I'm perfect and if I couldn't get it like I would literally start to like freak out and scream and I would take them off and chuck them in the trash and then I would have to like calm down and get them out but like Think about how my mood was for the rest of the day because of my inability to cope and the fact that every part of who I was was being determined by the fact that I wasn't getting the juggling properly. It was hardo material. It was so crazy. But it was it was difficult because it's my job and I get paid to do this so I want to be the best I can. But now I I work harder now than I did back then I think and I'm more like effective without as much pressure. For example Back then, I probably would do a shooting drill and say something along the lines of, like, you have to make the first five shots you take. Now, I sit there and I go, here's ten balls. You don't have to make the first whatever. Just make two good shots. Take as long as you need. And so it's the same That's thing. Crazy. I didn't know that. But now I'm give, I give myself permission to, like, mess up more. It's, like, a completely different mindset, yes. even though yeah. I'm achieving the same goal. Yeah, I didn't know that. My my new people always like, oh, what are your goals in soccer and like blah, blah, blah. And my new goals as of 2019, two goals, smile and grow. Those are my two main things that I like to do now versus doing anything that has anything to do with like success or winning. Obviously, I'm competitive and I want to win, but smile and grow. Easy as pie. Yeah, are there days where I play like shit? My coach flips out on me, thinks I stink, and I'm, like, in a rut? Absolutely. But that's where all this other stuff comes in, where you have to, like, put it in perspective, hit the reset button, separate your sport and, like, your identity as an athlete with your identity as a friend or a daughter or a sister or whatever you want. Like, you know what I mean? And you're, it's it's hard. It's, it's, like, a weird way of looking at it. And, like, someone like you with performance anxiety might struggle with it a little bit more which is a whole yeah. like, other issue but if you're just not struggling with performance anxiety it still helps yeah it still it's, helps. it's like so yeah. reminders like that i'm not saying like it's gonna solve me but it it still helps like obviously in college if i were to be like okay you're fine just let that one go like that would absolutely help me it just for me it was a temporary fix whereas right. i knew i could never solidify it as a permanent mindset and so it was just like a nightly thing or one practice right. a week yeah, I think I've been able to solidify this as a basically permanent mindset minus the times where I like 
play horrible and like need a couple days because I'm just like embarrassed. Yeah, you're going to struggle. Um, like just yeah. because you're trying, like you're going to have bad days. So we're not saying we're perfect. Yeah. And it's hard when you do, like I do put everything into this. And if I fall short, like it sucks. Like I'm human and that's normal. It's not like I'm like, oh, everything's so great all the time now. But <laughs> the difference is now like when we run fitness tests and everyone's like freaking out and biting their nails, I'm like, who cares? We're going to do this. We're going to get better. We're going to have fun with it. And we're going to grow. We're going to smile and we're going to grow. Meanwhile, a couple years ago, I'd run the same fitness test and I'd be like, oh my God, we're running that. Like, ah, I'm not going to do well. And it's like, why are you freaking out? No one cares. You were going to go home and have lunch and have a good day regardless. You know what I mean? But it's um, a good, it's a good reminder. Yeah. Fitness sucks. I mean, there's no way around it, but you can make it better with your mentality that you mentioned. Yeah. So like overall themes that there's a couple that I wrote, just like disconnecting your identity of being an athlete, working as hard as you can, living in the present moment, finding the balance of eliminating pressure while still working hard and having fun and enjoying what you do. Like you said, you enjoy your job. I enjoy soccer. Sometimes maybe someone doesn't enjoy their job, which is a whole other issue, but like people enjoy school. They enjoy learning. They enjoy their job. Remind yourself like you do this because you like it and don't let that like get too far away from yeah. you. Um, and then I just wrote a little note, like it takes practice to shift your mindset and what works for me that might not work for you or someone else. Like there's a lot of ways to do this and like me being like smile and grow. Like my teammate might be like, I'm not in a place where that works because I'm just not right now. Like some might work for you, some, but maybe. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, maybe one will work. Um, some things from that study that people wrote that I didn't discuss earlier journaling a ton, focusing on simple tasks and accomplishing simple things throughout the day, hitting the reset button, having passions away from your sport slash work. Obviously you talked about that with your planner and your dinner with friends and your parties and having a big picture perspective. My fa- one of my favorite things is like, will this matter in five years? Just keep reminding yourself that like, it'll no. be okay. A lot um, of things don't. They yeah. Really don't. <laughs> yeah. Everything seems so big in the moment, but you got to just mm-hmm. zoom out of the picture frame Zoom out. Um, I like that. I always say that. I, I've really? recently, I've recently started it, I but I, I do it a lot. I'm always like, you gotta just zoom out. It. Um, finding the balance of being competitive. Like you don't want to get rid of that like fire in you when you do stuff. No, it's but what you makes have you to good. find. Yeah, you have to find the balance so it doesn't ruin your day. And then my last point was like, your worth is not determined by your failures in school, work, or sport. Yeah, and understanding that no one else is determining your worth. Oh yeah, no one by those ex- things too. Yes, what other people think about you, like you, they're not, they're not determining your worth in that. And if it, if they do, like screw them. You don't need their opinion. Right? Who are they? Yeah, say? like what like, kind of people are they? Is. Exactly. Right. So during this whole study thing, I wrote down that obviously saying all these things to yourself. It sounds so simple, but it is really hard work especially when like these things are your job or you want to do well. And a lot of athletes or people in the workforce might struggle to to, like wake up and start just like implementing these habits. So for some people, you might have to just like break it down and really like think about it for a little bit. And I wrote this little blurb and this is something for people to think about is what makes you tick? What excites you about your sport or job? Are you able to take what you love 
about your sport or job and remind yourself of this when your confidence slips? Are you able to recognize what you love and find other areas of your life that allow you to experience this excitement as well? What are ways you can enjoy your day despite a tough day on the field or at work? Can you find an outlet or something you look forward to that will be fun no matter how your time went on the field or in your job? Can you set larger goals in your sport or at work, but also set smaller, simpler ones so that your daily goals are 100% achievable? For example, smile and grow, or always try my best, or never stop running until the whistle blows. If I can walk away saying, I enjoyed myself today, and I improved today despite any mistakes I made, to me, that's why I play my sport. If you can walk away from the field every day feeling like you achieved that small, simple goal that has nothing to do with technique or achievement or success, then you can still feel really good. Getting your brain thinking about all this will allow you to figure out what works for you. And you wrote that? I did write that. Was it dumb? That was so beautiful. Oh, was it? That was, it was so nice though. And I mean, all of it's so true. Everything I feel like might feel like common sense. And I feel like this a lot with our episodes. I'm like, am I just saying common sense stuff? Like you you have to work at this stuff and you need to be reminded, especially from people like us where like we're sitting here saying we struggled with this, but this is how we cope and it works for us. No, I know. I often question whether our podcast is useless too. So, <laughs> but then I remind myself, like, I mean, as long as it's helping one person, we've said this so many times, but it's worth it. And I mean, you alone, just by listening to your ideas, you have a lot of different ones than I do. And it inspires me and we're very similar people. So, you know, there's like a variety of people listening who maybe aren't aware of these techniques. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I wish someone told stuff. me this stuff back before I missed all those yeah, like get togethers at in college or, or like threw my cleats in the trash can. Like I wish someone was like, yo, <laughs> just be yeah. carefree and like find a way to shift your perspective. Um, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. You're the best. And I cannot wait to text you all these videos of me and pictures <laughs> doing the spider. And, oh, I, I and I'm excited for you to go listen to the new J-Beep song. Okay. I'll let you know my thoughts. Okay. Bye. Goodbye.